Welcome to the Old Dog BJJ Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Joe, and we are back for another episode. Uh, We were planning on doing this episode on strategies on your training while in isolation due to the COVID-19 pandemic. (laughs) Many of you are under the situation where your academies have closed and um, a training partner or no training partners, you're looking for ways to improve yourself. We touch on that a little bit. We will come out with a podcast on a strategic approach on what you can do with this time uh, if you're at a lack of ideas. Um, But I was surprised with the amount of texts and emails I was receiving from friends and folks that listen to the podcast requesting an update. Um, which I kind of find hard to believe because we are just so saturated with information around us. Um, But uh, I'm incredibly humbled and um, just really flattered that people would even reach out to me um, for advice and wanting to know, quote, the truth. Um, you know, I, it's just my opinion. It's, it's my viewpoint on what's going on. And, uh, a friend of mine, uh, training partner, Chris Wohler, Brown Belt and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, uh, also texted me about this and we started talking and his brother is unable to, um, do their podcast, the twin jitsu podcast, Anthony right now, because I'm a higher risk individual and he lives with somebody who's immunocompromised, probably not the best thing for us to be together right now. So um, we figured we'd get together, do a podcast and answer some of those questions that you guys probably have or possibly have um, specifically he had. And, um, and this is an ever evolving uh, issue. So, you know, if you're overwhelmed and saturated with COVID-19 info and this isn't the podcast for you, no, no problem. I completely understand that. But uh, if you're all interested in having a conversation in regards to that, along with some BJJ strategies to train on your own peppered in there, we, uh, we put together a podcast for you. I really hope you enjoy it. So stay tuned. Chris and I will be coming at you just in a second. Check, check. Hey, we are coming at you live. From the quarantine. <laughs> uh, this is uh, Dr. Joe from the Old Dog Jiu-Jitsu podcast, and I have with me... Chris from Twin Jitsu. <laughs> <laughs> and times are tough, man. I'm yeah. cheating on Anthony. You're cheating on your brother. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to be around us. I, I, I called Justin. I was like, hey, I'm going to Joe's to do a podcast. He's like, can you call me afterwards? Because I need some reassurance that I'm going to be okay. Like, yes, <laughs> we I could do that. Me. Um, yeah, well, uh, a family member that Anthony lives with is immunocompromised and I'm high risk. You know what I mean? You are? You didn't know that? No. He's freaking out folks. Well, I'm around sick people all the okay, time. Okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, so okay. I'm, I'm around, I mean, I'm going to get sick. Yeah, yeah. It's going to happen. You think you'll get it for sure? Well, I mean, Maybe, should we, you want to make a little bit <laughs> right now? I think you should put a mask on. <laughs> um, well, I'm seeing everybody with a mask on. Yeah. It makes me feel like a superhero. Why? Because they don't know your identity. Yeah. Oh, hell, I put my hat on when I'm seeing people too, dude. I'm 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 paranoid about well, germs and just I'm. Well, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Well, no, some people are lazy, man. They they really oh, are. Sure. But like, my hands are getting dry from dude, washing them so show much. You. I mean, you know, we're at Jets. We're being great. I mean, we're sanitizing the lobby after almost every customer. Yeah. Well, because what people don't understand from my point of view. Is if one of our employees gets sick, oh. it would only make sense that our, our store would have to shut down, right? Yeah. Um, I can see an argument for that. 
I mean, that's well, because well, the sicknesses have been so public, which doesn't make sense to me either. Right. But all these details come out about the people who are getting sick. If it goes on social media, a Jets delivery driver test positive. Oh, sure, for, sure. That's bad for business. Oh, and it, it, yeah, I mean, it's it's bad for everyone. I, I think that the there is a difference between um, the reality of things and um, social pressure. And I think that physicians, we get this a lot because there's ways that we've been taught to treat people that aren't socially accepted by people or even other people in medicine because it's very um, uh, specialty um, specific. And I can give you, I mean, most people are aware of blood pressure. Yeah. Okay. Um, from an emergency medicine point of view, um, an elevated blood pressure, I really don't care. Because uh, it's a stressful situation and stuff like that? Yeah. Well, it's a chronic issue. And okay, as an emergency medicine physician, Doesn't you know, we really deal with it with, yeah, acute issues. Yeah. Um, and some people can argue, well, isn't a excessively elevated blood pressure an acute issue? Well, if they're having symptoms, but if it's, if it's, if it's mom or dad who went to the CVS and put their arm in the blood pressure yeah. machine, I'd blow every single one of those fucking things up if I could. Really? They cause so many headaches. Well, the, isn't part of the problem that you, you're not, cause I know I, at the, when I get my testosterone <laughs> which i'm doing self injections now but he was testing my blood pressure every time i went yeah yeah and absolutely they let me sit for five minutes yeah roughly and before they took it and if it was high they'd wait take it again Be like oh you're good those machines you're walking around the store you sit right down you test it isn't it gonna be a little more elevated than it definitely normal. be more ele elevated you're probably checking it because you're already nervous to begin yeah, with yeah. and it may not even be the right size for you but uh, other than that, that let's say i have somebody that comes in and they have a excessively elevated blood pressure if i in a rush drop their blood pressure their brain's not used to that yeah their brain is used to an elevated blood pressure you drop somebody's blood pressure over a long period of time but social pressure how do you just medication yeah, yeah yeah and we normally will say hey listen go to your primary care physician get tested again and yeah. he might put you on medication yeah. um, it doesn't always work out that way but there are lawyers <laughs> there are um, a, 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 a number of ancillary um, professionals out there that's the first word of the podcast I don't know what it Supp means support so. supportive like little say like a cardiologist um, okay internal medicine doctor, there's people that help you with what you're doing, but they're not doing specifically what you're doing. And they will say, you need to treat that blood pressure. And so there's social pressures to do things that you probably won't have a bad outcome, yeah. theoretically could. And so when we're looking at this, uh, this pandemic that we're in right now, and I mean, we can call it a pandemic at this point, because it really is, there are logical things that we can do. And then there's social pressure things that we can do. And sometimes the social pressure things are right. They're not wrong just because they're social pressure, but sometimes they occur a little too early or maybe even a little too late because of social pressure and so that's what i think that the store would get hammered with would it be logic would it be um do you have to close down because you had one employee that got pot dude every single employee is going to get this if they show symptoms is a whole nother question i mean yeah. it's a coronavirus most people are going to get you know uh, these things are transmitted as, as as readily as the common cold now unfortunately because people this is a, a novel virus it means it's never been seen before okay um people are probably not going to react to it the way they they should and some people are going to get more sick than the average cold and that's the dangerous part about this so you think where's all this fear coming from oh it's media driven okay 100 percent. i mean i think people need to have it, it's, it's kind of like this because i've seen medical professionals like uh 
a bunch of people in Tennessee urged Governor Bill Lee to do a nationwide or a statewide shutdown. And they, some of these physicians are talking like this is the worst thing we've ever seen. But no, I, no, 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 no. I, it's from an illness point of view, it's not. From an illness point of view, from a mortality point of view, it's not. From it's strictly the disease itself. But if the disease itself and the number of people that get sick overwhelm our healthcare system, so that's the fear. Correct. Well, at least the fear from physicians is. Right. If if we have two thousand people that need to be hospitalized, where are we going to put them? Yeah. When you when your hospitals fill up, your hospitals fill up, and um, w- when it comes to to fear, you need to have a healthy fear. And the best way that I could ever describe this was the way it was described to me years ago, and it, it was actually it had to do with surfing. A friend of mine said, "You don't fear the ocean, but you respect it and know at any moment." you could die out there. I mean, it, the, the ocean when you're surfing is not a, it's not an area that you, you play around with. And I would say this isn't something we need to fear, but it's something that we need to respect. Yeah, I think okay. That's a good way and then, that. but unfortunately watching the, the news and, and getting hammered with it and hammered with it and hammered with it, even when you're very logical and you understand, okay, what are the ramifications of this particular disease? Yeah, it starts to take over your mind a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I and so that's a natural human instinct. Just scrolling on Facebook, looking yeah. for the next coronavirus thing. Luckily, I don't watch the news, but I guess Facebook is probably worse. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, man, it's getting crazy. Yeah, and and, and I I think that you know, and the way the reason why you know it affects us so much is because you know right now our lively, you know, our I won't say our livelihood. It's not my livelihood, but it's my passion. Yeah. But for a lot of our close friends. This is their livelihood, teaching jujitsu, sharing jujitsu, and it makes a big impact in our lives. You know, some people, they do this in replacement of alcohol. Some people do this as their only social, their only social. I've been drinking a little (laughs) ever since the gym shut down. Every night I'm like, yeah, I could drink a couple beers. Yeah. It has not affected my drinking. I still drink just as much. (laughs) But, um. You know, it's so it really affects us. And so you, you mentioned something about the healthcare professionals. You've seen them on TV. Um, and we've had a couple of, of buzzwords that are going around. Are you aware what those buzzwords no. are? Have you heard a couple of phrases over and over and over again at nauseum? I'm sure if you say one, I'll be like, how, oh, yeah. How about flatten the curve? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of course. That's if I hear that fucking phrase one more time. Why? Um, so first of all, everyone has to realize that flattening the curve is a theoretical approach. It makes logical, it makes logical sense. Okay. I'm not going to say it's illogical. It makes sense if you just listen to the idea of flattening the curve, but where it comes from, nobody's addressed it. We had a big, we had a a flu pandemic at one time. It was the flu of 1918. And Spanish flu or is that different? I think it might have been. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I could be wrong with that. I always call it the flu of 1918. Now we're dealing with the Chinese flu. Hey, watch it. <laughs> what did totally Trump say? Yes, I'm calling it the Chinese. Yeah, it's yeah. all about it. And someone, the reporter said something. Uh, one of your White House, uh, I don't know, employees called it the Kung Flu. That's actually pretty funny. Yeah, I I think so, too. Why can't we laugh at that? Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I have, hopefully we don't forget the point, but... 
Um, so I sent my brother a video the other night. I was drinking some Yingling, and he mm-hmm. said, "Bro, you should stop drinking. You're gonna get sick." And I said, "It's Ying, it's Yingling, not Corona." <laughs> and he said, "Bro, Yingling is where it all started." <laughs> and that, that might be the funniest text message I've ever received in my life. Anyway, sorry to get back on. So we go back to 1918. Yeah. And there was some retrospective data. So retrospective is like data that you get after the event. Yeah. So you have an event, you have some data, you take a look at it. And you had two cities in particular that they looked at. They looked at Philadelphia and they looked at St. Louis. And if you've ever seen the example of what they show you of, quote, flattening the curve, that actually comes from this study. So um, they show how in Philadelphia they had a huge spike in in cases of flu that went way beyond what the hospital um, could handle, hospital capacity. And so they have two graphs in this. It's one that shows the big spike of Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. and they show a smaller, flattened, longer curve, but much flatter of St. Louis. Well, the problem with that curve, there's a couple of different problems. You can't compare a city with 3.5 million people to a city with 500,000 people. And I might be wrong with those numbers, but I think it's 3.5 million uh, compared to 500,000 in 1918. Again, I could be wrong with those numbers, but there was a dramatic difference in the population of the two cities. The second thing, the hospital capacity of St. Louis is not the same hospital capacity. They don't have the same resources as that of Philadelphia. So again, you can't have a single line there. So right from the beginning, the graph is flawed. If you take the same city and you flatten that curve, that's what you need to do. And that's a theoretical. Okay, so they were comparing the two cities where one was a shorter but longer. It yeah, was- well, I, I think there were there were social distancing, although they didn't call it that in St. Louis. And they, they showed that there was no major spike. Okay, see, but that makes no sense because you're comparing two different things. You're comparing me. two different cities, two different layouts and everything. But so it's all based in theory. Yeah. And the, but the theory makes sense. Yeah. So it's not an illogical theory. If you can get people, everyone's going to get sick. And I, and I keep saying everyone. It's not true that everyone's going to get I sick. Heard, I mean, numbers are kind of, you got to take them with a grain of salt, but they said 80% of people are probably going to get infected. Um, I don't know if it's quite that high. Um, transmissibility rate, we're looking at 20 to 40% the last time I read. But again, these numbers fluctuate all the time. And we'll probably have different numbers next week than what we have now. But most of the people that you train with are going to get sick. Whether they get majorly sick, probably not. They're not in that demographic. They're not at that age. They don't have the comorbidities. Uh, but with that being said, and without violating HIPAA, I can tell you that I have taken care of a 34-year-old uh, gentleman. Again, I can't tell you anything about him other than he's male. He's incredibly sick right now oh, and he's really? COVID positive. So it, it, it does, does he have any, he has no comorbidities. He's so, a normal person. Okay. Um, I can't get into anything cause you know, yeah, they'll yeah, always yeah. link up like, you know, I violated this person's, uh, privacy, but I, I mean, there's nothing, you know, about this person. I see you. Um, I can't say you anything can't, about uh, that because okay. of the timing and yeah, the hospital, okay, okay, but okay. I can tell you they're super sick, yeah. but you put that together yeah, then. Okay. Um, so, uh, you, you know, most people, we're going to know some people that get sick. Okay. Um, and the chances are they're, they're not going to get super, super, super sick. It's going to be one hell of an illness. They're going to feel like crap and they're going to be sick for about a week to two weeks. Um, and so what, but you can't forget when we flatten that curve, the same number of people are still going to get sick. It's just not going to spike theoretically spike where it taxes our, our healthcare system. Cause right now I'm wearing the same gown. For every patient I see, because we just don't have the supplies. Insane, man. Um, I've worn the same mask now for two days. Because they're running out? We're running out. 
So it's not it's not a course that our hospital isn't doing the right thing, that the president's not doing the right. We just don't have the supplies. Yeah. And we don't have the, the supplies. You do what you have to do to take care of people. Yeah. It may not be optimal. Um, I was once told when we But you got to protect your, yourself. I mean, I guess you using the same mask probably isn't doing you any good. Well, you know, the, those N95 masks do have a lifespan of like eight hours, oh, okay. supposedly. I think it's eight hours. I could be wrong about that. Um, but yeah, I'm protecting myself. I'm protecting every other patient because if I get sick yeah. and for two weeks we don't know it yeah. and I'm infecting other people, yeah. that's horrific. Yeah. Uh, so I have two questions. Uh, one, are they testing you guys every day? No. We don't have the resources for that. Yeah. So how do they go about that? Just checking temperatures and stuff? Just symptomatic. We know we're smart enough. We know yeah. that if we're feeling symptomatic, muscle aches, headache, fatigue. Have you had any colleagues? I haven't, but I heard at a neighboring hospital, <clears throat> seven or nine of the trainee doctors came down positive. Oh, seven out of nine? No, seven or nine. I oh, can't sorry, remember sorry, the. I, yeah, it was either seven or nine of them um, tested positive. Yeah, which is. I mean, that's going to happen, right? Yeah. Well, that's why every patient I see now, whether you're here for a broken arm or whether you are there for cracks and I'm wearing a mask. Yeah. Um, so how does this affect us in jiu-jitsu? One last. Oh, yeah. Sh- uh, shoot. Sorry, I had. Oh, uh, yeah, no, no. It was one of your questions. The whole. Oh, you, you ask it and then I'll remind you of your other question. Okay. So how accurate do we know are these tests? <laughs> so, again, theoretical. They're PCR tests. Uh, polymerase chain reaction tests. And so they should be pretty damn accurate. Okay. They really should be. Because I saw something saying that if, if they don't, if a, and this is all bullshit on social media, but if the nurse, because they swab your nose, right? Right, right, right. If they don't go deep enough. So, yeah. And so I've been a big believer of that with <laughs> flu swabs to the point where most of the time, if I'm available, I'll do my own flu swabs. Because you do have to, what most people don't understand is, you would think to get into your nose, you would go up towards the eyes, right? Yeah. Well, if you do that, you hit a, a dead end. You actually go straight in, Oops. and that's where the hole is that goes to the oropharynx, yeah. okay? I've or the nasopharynx, the nasopharynx. Yeah, it goes straight in. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of people are intimidated to do that. When you look at the swabs we use, they're a very, very thin piece of wire, so it allows it to go all the way back. It's not pleasant. Not I still yet. have a friend of mine that I work with that I had to do it on that gives me shit every time he sees me. <laughs> um, and uh, so the thought is that we have to do that. Now, I don't have the study. It was secondhand that I heard. Um, again, a very small group of people that tested positive retested with only doing the tips of their noses. And they were still, and they were still positive. Um, and I do get in trouble quite a bit from my group that I work up by saying just the tip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in any case, um, so we don't know. Yeah. Um, I think a deeper swab is a better swab. Okay. So, I mean, that that's the bottom line. Um, you did ask about the essential, um, like the non-essentials being closed because, you know, I have a brother-in-law that's a pretty serious conspiracy theorist. I think a lot I've of people, yeah. Oh, yeah. you have, yeah. you have. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good guy. He didn't go off the deep. End. No, 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 no. He's a good guy. Yeah, He's yeah. a good guy. And I think a lot of folks in jujitsu for whatever reason are very, Hey, they get into jujitsu for self-defense. Yeah. They're always thinking of worst case scenario. Um, I'm not going to say they're level 10 preppers. But there are definitely people that, that well, worry about their civil rights. If we're talking about 10th planet, <laughs> they might got be a level 10 prepper. They may. They may. And I were, you know, I know some level 10s. Yeah. I think you know some level 10s yeah. too. Uh, but I think more people are concerned about deception. Yeah. Um, they are concerned about, am I being told the truth? And is this really necessary? Um, and it's hard to believe it when you're not seeing it. Yeah. You know, um, 
It's hard to believe because you can look at. So num- are you allowed to say how many patients you have dealt with? Um, I've dealt with our, I know our group just yesterday, I think we had 20 suspicions. Um, and we've had in our hospital four positives. I can talk about that. Um, I I can't, I, to me, that seems like a kind of low number. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. And we'll talk about that. Um, Davidson County itself, man, I, I don't I think there's it. a, I had the numbers up in front of me before, but I don't think. Yeah. Cause I just, I've been checking like the CDC and just to, you know, try and stay up to date, but I think they're in like close to the 200 okay. positive cases. Which, okay. Let's think about that. That's still yeah. pretty, pretty low, low number, yeah. right? Um, it's not about what's happening today. It's what can happen three to four weeks from yeah. now. And and we know that more and more people are going to be infected. So what's 200 today will end up being, I mean, we jumped from 5,000 to 15,000 in a short amount of time. Yeah. People could argue, oh, actually in one day, I believe, um, you know, people can argue that it's more testing and yeah. that's very possible, but I'll tell you, it's still hard to get tests on everybody we want. Yeah. So we're not testing as much as we'd like to. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things too, where we can kind of see what happened in Italy, which again, you're comparing apples and oranges. Yeah. And I totally get that. One, that. one video I saw, I don't even remember who it was, but they were talking about how different their culture is. Yeah. Um, which I mean, but they kiss a lot strangers kiss in Italy. What is smoke? Smoking's pretty heavy there too. There, right? And that's what they mentioned. And that's right. another thing I want to talk to you about. Cause as a unfortunate vapor, yeah. how do you think this, if I get sick, do you think that's going to affect? So the, and I did smoke for almost yeah. 10 years of my life. Again, this is an ever evolving process. And I want you to stop me if I get too much into the weeds. Yeah. There has been, Higher mortality. Stop you and smoke the weeds. To be honest with you, <laughs> might be able to get you through this. Um, there is uh, a clear, a clear risk factor, which is coronary artery disease, and that doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense, does it? This is a pulmonary problem. Why would people with heart disease have a harder time with this particular illness? So it's been theorized, um, and it to me it makes sense. There is a receptor called an ACE2 receptor on the lungs. Um, and I'm going to get more into that. And the more of those receptors you have, the more susceptible you can be for severe illness. Well, how do these receptors form? Well, these receptors form from a number of reasons. Smoking can increase these A2 receptors. Age. Can or will? Um, theoretically will. Okay. Theoretically. Um, uh, age increases them. A particular medication called an ACE inhibitor that fills these, that they end up creating more. So it's called upregulation. Well, people with heart disease take take ACE inhibitors. So could it be possible that the upregulation of this ACE2 receptor could make them more sick when they get get in contact with the disease? Now, to even make this theory maybe more, um, not shocking, but possible, plausible, Who's not dying of this disease? Children. Children are not dying of this disease. Yeah. And I don't know if it's true or not. Theoretically, children shouldn't have a lot of ACE2 receptors. So you can see how they would do better with this yeah. disease. Okay. I just want to make sure you're coming. Yeah, back. yeah. I'm okay. just, yeah. okay. I want to, you sure just you talk can. the whole time. Yeah. So you okay. can't <laughs> see my levels. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, any, any, anything that is going on with the lungs could put you a, a, a risk. I'll tell you my 34 year old guy that scared the hell out of me. But again, I know logically it's one case. Yeah. 
You know, that's like winning the lottery. Um, but, and I know you can't get into any details, but how much do you know about his medical history? Um, do you know if he was a smoker? So uh, there is something that happens to you. I, I always say like, um, uh, you, you become, when you spend enough time in medicine and if you, if you really make it your, your craft, there are people in medicine that just do their job. They go home and that's it. Yeah. But if you truly make it your craft, you get good at two things. And these are two things I always thought was just absolutely amazing. The first is you, you, you become what I like to say is an expert in human behavior. Um, I think that police officers and physicians or at least ER physicians um, are like lie detectors. Yeah. You know, you could smell somebody's bullshit a mile away and you can be wrong and you are wrong occasionally, but you have the right to be wrong because that is your field of expertise. And the second thing is being able to see an individual and tell what their sicknesses are just by looking at them. Does that mean you're going to be able to see somebody and tell if they have cancer? No, you're not going to be able to tell that. But you can tell somebody with chronic disease versus they don't. Everything from their fingernails to the stains on their fingers to the way that they hunch themselves, the way they walk, the way they talk. There's complexions in the face that can give little details away. Um, we even looked at a CT scan today and I said, the guy's an alcoholic. And the person I was working with was like, well, how, how do you know that? No, he denies any alcohol. I go, well, first of all, his liver's shot. And even on the CT scan, you can see his bitch tits, which is gynecomastia. I didn't say bitch tits. I said gynecomastia, um, which is aromatization of testosterone, which happens in alcoholics. And sure enough. Should should you be careful with alcohol when you're on the T, dude? No, it's okay. We're talking alcoholics, man. We're talking a whole nother league. Okay. 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 Yeah, because I drink like four beers and I'm fucking white girl wasted. No, no, no. We're talking about seasoned veterans, dude. They spend their or like my uncle yeah. or my father or my mother. <laughs> they, they, Sorry, they, mom and dad. Yeah, it's okay. Mom wouldn't, she won't care. But dad maybe. Um, in any case, um, so so when you look at somebody, you kind of you match up with what they're telling you. Yeah. The fact that this guy says, "Yeah, no, I'm a healthy guy," totally believe it from his presentation. There's other 34 year olds that look like 84 year olds, yeah. and they say, "Yeah, I don't do any drugs." Or yeah, I mean, I can tell somebody shoots up heroin. I mean, oh, not yeah. just from tra- trace from from. Um, from track marks. There's a certain complexion to their skin. There's a certain way their hands look. And we all get used to this presentation because we see it all the time. So um, my thoughts are healthy guy. Yeah. I would love to think that he had some other explanation for getting really bad. But again, we're talking one case, right? How many pneumonia cases have I seen? How many influenza cases have I seen? So but in the, is the fear though that this, you don't die from the virus. You die because you get pneumonia. Right, right. The 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 virus ends up causing um, kind of like a lung shutdown. That's yeah. the best way to describe it. Okay, okay. <clears throat> a pneumonia that is very diffuse. It's multifocal. It's all over the place. It's usually on both sides, and yeah, it can be really bad. Has there been any successful? So I saw you know that new that malaria medication. I mean, yeah, we're is running that out of it. Working, we're oh, freaking really? running out of it. Yeah, everyone's running out. But of is it, it working? Is it um, helping? I don't know because I'm not on that end of things. I think it's too early to tell right now. Yeah, because but the, it's promising. Oh, okay. Yeah. The hard part is you use you reserve these medications for the sickest of the sick people. Yeah. And so it's it's like, well, this this medication's been shown to cause increased mortality in this disease. And it's like, yeah, no shit. We only used it on the sickest of them. Yeah. You know, so it, it, it's hard to say right now. I would say if it was my sick loved one, I would say just try anything, man. Yeah. Let's 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 try whatever we can. Do you know anyone outside of 
your like practice uh, that has gotten it or no? No, 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 no. We um, I had a delivery driver who was he was a high risk category because he's diabetic, I guess. No, that's a risk factor. Yeah, and uh, and he is over fifty. Yeah, Uh, but they he was sick, really sick, but he was negative. Yeah, Um, another guy I know works at the YMCA front desk at Brentwood. I know he died. Uh, He was over seventy. Okay, was he the first? Tennessee resident to die? Uh, I don't know about that. It's very possible. Yeah. It's possible. I I think, I mean, and I've been trying to stay up to date, at least with like what the CDC and what the Tennessee government puts out. I think only one person has died in Tennessee. It's possible. It really is. Again, I shouldn't say only one. No, no, no. no, Because that one one person, person. it's, and and there are families in New Jersey where like the whole family died. It was, they, they interviewed this lady and I don't want to make light of it. You guys hear dinging in the background. That's my group uh, talking back and forth because we're constantly. Yeah. How are things? Is it just bananas at work? Um, we're just, it, we're, we're, I mean, personally over the last couple of days, we're just been seeing very, very sick people, not necessarily because of COVID, yeah. but we just been seeing super sick people. Because um, people who probably normally wouldn't come in. We're like, hell come- no. Yeah. They're not. No, the people that normally wouldn't come in are like, or yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah like yeah, people yeah. who are sick normally wouldn't go to the doctor are going in because yeah, they're, they're like, get yeah. me checked out. I think yeah. I might have COVID. Um, you no, have any people who have zero symptoms. Um, we, man, I don't know. They get, sometimes our quick care up front kind of siphons those folks out. I've been really surprised at a, well, you know, hoarding always bothers me. It's like, you need to do that shit way before. Okay. Hoarding bothers me, but the, how people have been to each other, I've been pretty impressed with that. And I think people are understanding that, you know, I, I talked to, um, I talked to a gentleman the other night, uh, his, uh, we knew his dad was going to die. His dad was really came in super sick. Um, he said his dad had pulled out of this once before, but that was like eight years ago. Um, and he, super he's sick with, um, he, he, he had an issue. We don't know. Um, he would go through these issues of difficulty breathing and his heart would stop. They would do CPR. He'd come into the hospital, spend a few days in the ICU and make a miraculous recovery. And nobody could figure out what was going on with his heart in spite of every effort. It sounded like it happened eight years ago. He bounced back from it. He would have occasional little episodes, but never go all the way out or need hospitalization. <clears throat> but nobody could figure out what this guy was the kindest man. He, he knew that we had some other cases going on and, and we were only allowing, we actually weren't allowing anybody in the hospital. Yeah. And he understood that. And I, yeah, I got it so he could come back with his dad just because his dad was so sick. Yeah. And uh, I could not believe how understanding he was of, he, he, was, he constantly checked in on me like, hey, doctor, do you still need to be in here? I know you got other patients. And I'm like, no, you guys, I'm with you guys right now. So we're going to, they'll come get me if I need to. But the amount of understanding and patience from people has been incredibly unexpected. Because usually what I deal with is uh, people that feel um, uh, entitled. Yeah. Um, so that's been really, really awesome. I, and I think people have just all around been, I don't know, a little kinder maybe, but that might be in my little bubble. I don't know. I think it might be. Yeah, it's very possible it's in my little bubble. I don't want to say I've experienced people being rude necessarily. or It's just there are some people that are acting like nothing is fucking going on. And I guess if they can get away with that. Yeah. That's probably good for their mental health. Yeah, it is. It is. And, you know, and there may not be anything that ends up affecting them. Yeah. You know, um, and this might all be overkill. Um, with how transmittable, 
transmittable the disease is and the potential for it to really overwhelm us, especially when I'm low on equipment now and low on medications now, that's the scary part. Because what if more and more sick people start showing up to and our door and we can't treat them? Is that going to happen? I'm not, I don't know. I can't predict the future. Yeah. I really don't. There are a lot of my colleagues that have my same attitude, but there's also some others that are like, you know, no, we're going to get killed. And, and I, I don't, I don't know. Is it, I, if someone's positive and they're really sick, is it kind of just a waiting game? Um, I mean, how much can you do to treat the patient? So you can, um, if it gets to the point where they're, so you got to understand what they die of is their lungs stop working, right? Yeah. So they're not getting oxygen. So we do our best to give them oxygen. And sometimes we have to do that through a breathing tube. And you sedate them and you put the breathing tube down. So you have to have somebody that knows what they're doing in regards to the settings of the machine that breathes for them. And those settings can be helpful um, if you know what you're doing. And most people in that facet of medicine really know what they're doing um, when it comes to what we call... Um, uh, a condition called ARDS and there's certain types of settings that we do with the ventilator that help protect the lungs. Okay. Lung protective settings is what they're called. Um, and I, most people are aware of those. Um, and, and you can support blood pressure and there's all kinds of medications that you can do for symptomatic issues to kind of help support them. But until we have an actual medication that we know that works and we've done the antivirals, we've done the chloroquine and I don't know how much evidence there is. Those are really helping but we just try to help them through it. And it, it, it's it's a very humbling experience because you wish you had that magic pill or that magic medicine to actually make somebody better. But man, we're just, we're, we're still in our arch, archaic years of medicine, yeah. no matter how advanced we think we are. Uh, man, what was I going to ask? I'm sure it'll come to me. You asked me before about shutting down all the non-essentials. Yeah. I mean, so for those of you who don't know, I have a very important job of managing a pizza place. And uh, I'm man, I'm just to the point where I feel like it's it's even though even if it is a now I'm not the business owner, so I don't have money on the line here. Right. But right. I feel and that's another thing we get into, but I feel that um, even if it's an overreaction, you have a moral responsibility. Well, at least to I guess who should you listen to? The C D C the the, the governor of Tennessee, the president of the, who do you listen to? So let, let's step back for one second and address something that is a concept that people really have to understand and whether you not, you agree with it, you gotta, you gotta at least agree that it's present before we started shutting down the emperor of Japan called off school for three months. He divided the work labor into shifts, okay? Because, uh, you know, the trains in Japan are nuts. That way not everyone's working nine to five. Exactly. Yeah, so, okay. like, you would work on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then I will work Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. And then we'd rotate, right? And somebody asks, is that going to do anything for the disease? No, it's not going to do anything for the disease. Eventually, it's going to spread it out. And people will still get sick. You're not you're not going to cure it like polio, okay? <laughs> it's not going away. Um but what I said to him, I said when during this discussion was, you have to understand, let's say we have an inevitable outcome. You have an inevitable outcome and it's going to be bad. No way to avoid it. If you do something and it doesn't make a difference, you still have the same outcome from that social pressure is much better than doing nothing and having the same outcome. Because we don't have the ability to go back in a time machine, yeah. redo it, and say, oh, shit, no matter what I did, we still had the same outcome. Yeah. So 
shutting down businesses to me or limiting social. So the two buzzwords, flattening the curve and the second one, social distancing, right? Um, 2020, those things were created, you know? Um, Is it really going to work? I don't know. Kind of makes logical sense to me. It makes sense. It makes intuitive sense. But here's the question I have. And thank God I'm not making these decisions. A while back, a business owner asked me, Joe, when is it the right time that I turn my students away? When do I close up shop? And that was probably the most intelligent question I've been posed during this whole deal. Because how do you really judge when to shut down? You don't want to do it too early. You certainly don't want to do it too late. Yeah. But the the number of folks that are actually ill at the time that the social pressure came down to close the schools, to close the travel, to close, to have the social distancing, to have everything that got put on us, the prevalence really wasn't that high. Yeah. Or maybe it was and we didn't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. To me, it didn't seem high enough that we should enact those things right now. I would have thought we need to wait a little bit. Now, I had this discussion with my wife who's incredibly intelligent. Um, she's somebody I used to go to when I was first in practice. I would ask her questions and and she, 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 she knows her shit and she, she, I don't say she was offended by what I said, but she definitely was like, that was fucking stupid statement. (laughs) And about 10 minutes later, we started listening to the news is one where on our drive back from Florida and, um, she started hearing about the economic ramifications of everything. And then I looked at her, I'm like, you really think that was a stupid statement now? But how do you judge when to start implementing those measures? It's, I, I don't know. I don't know. I know that some fool has that job or some people are, are being influenced by, maybe it's not even a job. It, maybe it's just, um, it's not one person. It's, it's kind of everything culminating to shut down. Think about this. If you were the only jujitsu school not to close your doors, and you get somebody that gets sick. Because that's going to happen. You're yeah. going to have somebody that's sick. Yeah. They may not go to the hospital. They may not go to the ICU. But they're going to get sick. Yeah. Socially, what does that do to you? Crushes you. Yeah. Imagine the news got a hold of you. The paper got a hold of you. Yeah. You'd be strung up. Yeah. I mean, there are people years from now that are going to identify themselves as, oh, I had the COVID. <laughs> I had the COVID. I have PTSD from it. Yeah. There's going to be, I mean, it's it's going to be a huge deal. When in reality, okay, you got through it. You were fine. 80%, 90% of the people, they're going to do just fine. It doesn't mean some people aren't going to die. But the idea of doing all this isn't, I mean, it's, it's such a combination of social pressure. I hope people that are truly trying to do the right thing. Um, and in the end, the only time that we'll know will be then at the end yeah. when we look back on it. Yeah. And, um, you know, how many times are people that predict things correct? Very few. Yeah. Very, very few times. Yeah. So it's hard. It's it's really, really hard. So the question of closing everything, is it the right time? I don't know. But I can see from the jujitsu world some good things that have come out of this. Yeah, oh, 100%. I agree. Um, the virtual learning and all that stuff. Now, have I participated in any of it? <laughs> no, because mm, brown belt, dude. But... Uh, Honestly, I've enjoyed the break from jujitsu. I've I've felt like I needed it because I've told you about the vertigo situation. And man, I've trained for 
consistently for a long time and it's kind of nice to not i don't feel obligated right now right, to right. go do i miss it of course but if i was a blue belt i would suck yeah i agree if i was a blue belt i would be doing all those goofy drills that they have everyone doing at gracie baja but <laughs> i'm brown belt so i'm not doing those drills yeah but look how many people are out there posting no it's super cool it's awesome yeah, yeah. i've seen classes by Jocolino, braleo Estima is gonna Ah, it's just kid stuff, but yeah, well, we're, good, we're, we're but it gives, it also gives me an opportunity to do it. And dude, I was fucked up. My knee was so jacked. How, what's up with your knee? It's getting better. Oh, okay. But okay. right before leaving on vacation, cause I thought we were going to Mexico. I'm like, fuck that. My last role, I played total defense. My last role that I was here. And it's just, it's humbling when you do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, fuck man. And now I feel like I'm going to be, when we get back to things, but the question is, when do we get back to things? Yeah. The judgment so, of when we close everything down is just as hard as when you open everything yeah, up. That's, I think that's uh, the biggest question is uh, we if we shut things down too early, are we going to open them back up too early? Or are we, you know, that's why I was saying we needed to wait. The prevalence wasn't high enough, in my opinion, to do that. And man, I might be totally wrong. Like my wife said, we should have <laughs> shut them down last week. You know, until she hears about economically. I think the smartest thing they. That has been done so far. Uh, there's a lot of good good that has been done, but shutting schools down. I know kids aren't getting sick, but they're the ones that are going to get. They're vectors, sick. right? Yeah. So I, I think that the the miss the miss the thought. You know, when I heard about people taking their kids out of jujitsu, I was like, oh man, the kids aren't. You know, now are some going? Now I, I don't think there's any documented death under ten years old. Yeah, that's really weird. Yeah. Um, is there to say that I know there was an 11 year old in Davidson County that got sick. I don't think that they were hospitalized. I think they were positive, went home. I could be wrong about that. Um, but we don't have a lot of deaths in the teenage 20 years old. You know what I mean? So it's not really protecting them, but they are vectors for those grandmas at home yeah. as they should be during the flu season. God damn. I wish we'd do this during the flu season. Yeah. I mean, that's what's at least comparing the numbers. And I know they're two different things, but. Man, the flu seems so much worse when you look at it on paper. Doesn't yeah, because we have total numbers for the flu. Yeah, okay. um, it could get worse as this peaks, mm -hmm. um, and our mortality rate might be the same. But as of right now, the best numbers we have um, are you know so the flu it's it's a mortality of point one percent. Yeah, zero point one percent. I think on a video I said zero point zero one percent, so that's not true. It's it's point one percent and kills a shitload of people because so many people get it and we test for so many people. Um, our, our, our rate, we're looking at good rate of probably 1%. Now, is that a true death rate? Is that because we didn't test enough people and we didn't have that denominator large enough? So the, and I talked about this in the last podcast about how, when you increase your denominator, your, um, your percentile decreases. So are we not testing enough people? And so we're comparing a number of deaths against a, a smaller number of people that we should be testing. But even at 1%, that's 10 times the, the, the death rate than, um, uh, than flu. Yeah. Um, and the other thing about that is too, there's a vaccination against flu. Maybe that's why it's only 0.1%, but I agree with you. The, the numbers, the numbers at, when you first look at them go, well, this, if nobody even told me about COVID, would I even know? Yeah. Not yet, yeah. not in this country, but ask that same question to people in Italy, yeah. they would. Um, and again, we're trying to do something that allows our healthcare system to function. So when you come in with your heart attack, we're not overwhelmed with 
these other sick people because there's going to be plenty of people that have to come to us just for fluids and symptomatic treatment maybe not necessarily admission but you know it's a miserable illness to have for a small number of people so i feel like i have a bunch of questions so when would be the right time to go to the emergency room okay so with this right specific so we're we're at a very fluxed um time right now we were told oh god i can't remember how many days ago i'm not allowed to test anybody unless they're going to be admitted the state health department will now allow me to test anybody unless because they have a limited number of tests now that's not going to give us true numbers you know and the reason for that is if you're going to get admitted we need to know so we can use those experimental medications because some of those experimental medications require you to have a positive test but if I don't have the test because I did it on Joe Schmo, who just wanted to know if he had COVID. And by the way, he's going to come back next week because he wants to know then too. And the week after that, he's going to come back again. So ideally, so we're not in the right stage where you just come in just to see if you're sick. Like if you have a bit of a fever, you have a little bit of a cough. We're not at the point where the emergency department would be the right place to go. Um, you're not going to be able to get the answers that you want. Now you might have a physician that goes rogue and tests you, but it's going to be a tough thing to do because even the private sector are limiting their testing. Okay. Hopefully in a short period of time, we'll have places where people can test themselves and we can have rapid tests or quicker tests done at a place outside of the emergency department. That's probably the best thing, right? Right. We don't, I would, we'll deal with the acute issue. We don't, well, I don't want not super sick people coming in. I I don't want you coming in just to know if you're positive. And I can understand why you have a job that you need to know if you're positive, you have a sick, you have a grandma that you need to know that you wouldn't be able to be around her that if you're positive, I understand those things. So we're telling a lot of people now, if you think you are just quarantine yourself, that's a tough thing to do for two weeks. And I I understand, you know, telling somebody that is a lot easier um, than the person going home and actually doing that. Do you know what I mean? It's hard to do that. Now, let's say you had a test that was positive. Hell, you're staying at home. So right now, when is the right time to come to the emergency department? If you're short of breath. (laughs) That's what I tell most people. You know, if you're feeling ill, if you're just feeling this is the worst thing that's ever happened to you before, you're you're fatigued, you're not thinking right, or you're short of breath. I mean, those type of things. It's not for, oh man, I'm really feeling bad right now. I think I should should go. No, probably not. Because you're probably going to wait in a waiting room for several hours just to be told that you can't be tested right now. Now, is that going to change next week? It might. Um, Question number two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, has the the crazy the outside of like this whole illness thing happening? The people who like come there because they got something stuck up their ass has has that stuff lowered? God, no, it doesn't. You still get the crazy. No, stuff? I still get the crazy stuff, man. <laughs> Always get the crazy stuff. See, I thought that would have low. I there are certain things that have lowered, kind of like the low. I haven't had a lot, seen like a low lot of low risk chest pain. I haven't seen people coming in for, you know, indigestion. I haven't seen that type of stuff. The people coming in seem to be really sick over the last couple of days. Yeah. But again, that's the last couple of days. And, we'll, you know, I, the true test of this, in, including how people are treating each other and how we react to the, you know, try to stay at home thing, is going to be two, three weeks from now. You know, that's going to you know, be interesting. You know, county just announced all shutdown of non-essential so okay i want to ask you about that because you had texted me that and i wasn't sure so even if we had a jujitsu school right now in that davidson we wanted county, to, in davidson county that we wanted to keep not it. hold classes according to the mayor 
a okay. bit. It's like, or I guess of Nashville. I don't know. Do the governor, right? I, w- I think it would be the governor to say that, but maybe it's... Uh, no, it's not the governor. It's, okay. Uh, I guess the mayor of Nashville. Yeah, it would is. be the mayor of Nashville then. Um, but I don't know what the repercussions are if you don't. So that's that's interesting because I know <laughs> in Pennsylvania... Is it just a liability at that point? No, I, I think it just depends. So in Pennsylvania, <laughs> their governor had said something to the effect that I've been too easy on all of you. And now I'm going to take the full extent of the law, and he he put this big band on everything, and then slowly these um, exceptions came trickling through, and they said, "Wait, wait, wait, no, 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 we're going to wait till Monday," and and including beer distributors were on that exception. Yeah. Although you could argue that's a essential item. Well, that's what New York did. Yeah. They they liquor sales or liquor licenses are still you can still sell liquor. Is that nuts in New York? I don't think it is though. No, I no, think, it's it's funny they consider that an essential. Yeah, but I think it kind of is because you got. I feel like that alcoholics some, that are going to DTS if you don't get. Well, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think that is something you have to think about, but you also have to think about the people people going nuts, dude. You oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, do, yeah, yeah. Man. No, no, no. You do. You have to. That's what's been nice about in Tennessee. I haven't felt that this is a mandate. Like you have to do this. I'm sure business owners have. Um. But yeah, if you start constricting people, because I'll tell you right now, you know what would fuck this nation up right now? Two things would fuck this nation up big time. A riot or a terrorist attack. Yeah, I've thought about riot. I'm not, I haven't really thought about it. I think a riot in a major city would allow the National Guard to come in. And then all my conspiracy theory friends would lose their shit. Yeah. The gun sales are up like crazy. Yeah, I got all the shit I need. That's what Amy was like. She's like, for one time, she was happy that I, like, I'm a nutcase when it comes to ammunition. I'm like, yeah. dude, if, if we can't protect ourselves with the amount of ammunition we have right now, then we're fucked. Yeah. So more isn't going to help right now. But yeah, I have thought about the terrorists. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. But they're sick too. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. But I was like, that's kind of dumb to say because are they sick everywhere? Is this everywhere? Um, yeah, yeah. Definition of pandemic. I think that. Okay. I, yeah, I mean, it's the. I, yeah, I don't know definitions, dude. Well, no, I just said that. I don't really know the definition. If you <laughs> painted me definition. in a corner, I'd have to like come up with something that would oh, somewhat make sense. I saw a funny article. Uh, it said, uh, uh, "Due to the coronavirus, trans people have not been able to get their uh, li- what did it say their." You're fucking this joke up. It will, well, yeah, I mean, I, I am fucking it up. They're uh, basically like their life, their essential surgeries or something. It was. It was oh, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I fucked it up. I like Hold the up. cases of Corona though. My friend, yeah. he said, "We have cases of Corona in Florida." It was a picture of them. Yeah. But that was pretty clever. <laughs> but um, so um, as far as all of this, what what so what are your plans for jujitsu? Uh, I'm taking a break. Okay. For me, I mean, if you'd want, I would love to train with you in your garage. Um, I almost canceled the private lesson, but honestly, I needed the money. Right, right, um, right, right. And I did enjoy it. I'm glad I did it, but I kind of just want to take a break. I ran for the first time the other day. Yeah. Uh, well, do you think and more? I, and I have no hockey either. Oh, yeah. You're not doing shit. I was playing a, for about two months, you know, when I wasn't training as much. I was playing hockey two games a week, and I was usually going to a, an open hockey once a week. So, so think about the person that owns that hockey rink, or they're paying 
probably lease on the hockey rink, right? No, they own it. As far as I think it's um, somewhat of a community. I feel like the city that it's in is partially pays for the rink as like a. Oh. I'm trying. I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like it's like subsidized by the city or something. Well, even outside of them, wouldn't it be? It, it would be. It's pretty tough. I mean, imagine that you just opened up a business. Yeah. So that bring that you're bringing up a point that I. I thought of um, today, if you're opening, I think this is making me realize if, if you're opening up a business, you have to be, pre- you are obligated, in my opinion, to be prepared for a situation like this. As far, I mean, our business isn't shutting down because our owner, he doesn't want to lose out on money. Right. But in my opinion, you're obligated to have the funds to be able to pay your rent on your business, you don't have to pay your employees. Right. But if you're staying open because you're afraid, because you don't want to pull out of your own pocket to pay rent, to me that just seems so ridiculous, man. Again, I'm not a business owner. Well, I, I would say that, you know, I got to think about how to say this again. It's funny because I say it to my kids all the time. When you blame outside events for your situation, that's the definition of an excuse. When you blame yourself, that's ownership. Yeah. So I think what you're saying is that you need to be prepared because really you need to take ownership for the situation that you're in. Agree. And I and I feel the same way, way as individuals. I am obligated to have the funds available if right. I lose my job for yeah. two months. Right. That's my responsibility. It's not the government. Now... Do I think the government's going to have to step in? Yeah, because like 90% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. They're going to have to do something or yeah. our economy is going to fucking tank, dude. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I just sell pizza, so I don't really know anything about the economy. <laughs> That's, I mean, but... Do you have a t-shirt that just says, I just yeah. sell pizza? Yeah. Some guy was ordering pizza yesterday. He's like, I got about six people. He wanted one large. I was like, yeah, I would order two. And he goes, of course you would say that. I said, bro, I don't, I'm not a pizza salesman. Yeah. You can order whatever you want. I'm, He's like, I'm just joking with you, man. Customers have been pissing me off, dude. Really? Oh, yeah. But I think it's because I'm in a state of fear, to be honest. I'm afraid. There's a lot of things I'm afraid of. You know, I'm a hypochondriac, which normally germs don't freak me out. And at the beginning of all this, I wasn't freaked out. But now I'm like, I guarantee you my lungs aren't going to be able to handle this fucking disease. And I'm starting to go in this panic and just... Um, when people act like... They call say, what are your specials? Bitch, you're lucky we're open. What do you mean, what are our specials? <laughs> it's ridiculous to me, man. It's just... It's, I, I, just definitely, I definitely saw a different... Um... A friend of mine, she actually opened up her own business. She was a physician assistant. She um, is really good friends with my wife. I mean, we're all friends. I mean, I'm friends with her husband too, but those two are tight. Of course, Amy makes friends with everybody, but um, they're pretty tight. She left the emergency department, uh, or her name, she wouldn't mind me, Reagan. Um, She ended up uh, leaving the emergency department. She opened up her own aesthetics um, shop at a very very nice i mean i can't the rent has got to be it's oh so like botox and um fillers and lashes all the girly stuff right and um i was really worried about her because they just opened up the business she puts a post the jack and jill place is it in franklin no no it's it's in thompson station spring hill area so um she posted something on facebook as soon as i saw it i wanted to read it 
was nothing about her. It was about, hey, listen, guys, um, the people at the supermarkets, they're not getting paid to be there. They're not like, and she mentioned, she's not not like my husband who's in the front line. Her, her husband's an ER doctor. Yeah. And um, she's not like a, somebody who's putting their life on the line because, I mean, they, he really is. I mean, yeah. we really are. Yeah. Um, so she went on about that. These are people making minimum wage, are there for you to get your food. Yeah. Why don't you just say thank you? So she must have seen something at one of the supermarkets. Yeah. And I could imagine that. Um, and it's just like, yeah, man, just be kind. Man, yeah. These people are fucking putting food are allowing you to get food right now. Cause I guarantee you these people, I, the majority of people, even out here in spring Hill, they, they don't have enough reserve to last two weeks. No way, dude. They're not nut cases like me. So <laughs> I got dried food up the yin yang. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> dude, you've been I'm well always, prepared. I'm always prepared. Man. So you're like a level five prepper. I'm probably like a level seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The guns and stuff make you a level seven. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, does this bring you back to like Y2K shit? I know it's totally different, but, the only time in my life, my parents, and we, I mean, we we're, it's not like we ever had a lot of money, right? But the only time we had like a shitload of food was Y2K. Really? And, oh, yeah, dude. My mom stocked up. And guess what? All that food sat in the same storage closet for five years until we moved out of the house in 2005. No, my, my, uh, so Y2K for me, Amy and I had just moved to New York to go to undergrad. So we were just trying to survive, man. We were like, fuck, if the world ends, we're okay. Because <laughs> Did we didn't have anything. No? Nothing oh, happened. Okay, okay. From what I, I remember, nothing happened except a bunch of paraphernalia was sold. Which, by the way, if you go to the right stores in Mexico, you can find again. What do you mean paraphernalia? You know, like hats that say Y2K. T-shirts oh, okay, that okay, say okay, Y2K. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um but uh, yeah, I nothing from that. I think like the you know we always get hit with this every every so often. You know we get you know H one N one, which in and of itself is still a problem. Um, people don't talk about it. Um, that was the year that all the pregnant women were dying of uh, of, of flu. Um, that no, of course nobody remembers that. Um, Ebola came around. We were prepared for that. But this has a whole different level of. Uh, people being scared because of the potential of it to overwhelm our system. Again, not from the deaths, not from the illness, but just what the secondary causes are when we get overwhelmed. And the issue is now people are freaking out buying fucking toilet paper all over the place. And it's just, and, and they're just hoarding, not hoarding. They're just buying. So if we all work together, everything will be there, but people get so fearful. Yeah. That they, I think it's super selfish of people. Yeah, that's why I do it way ahead of time. Yeah, I do it ahead of time, and we do it in small batches. Yeah, and then we cycle through our stuff. My, my MREs that I buy, we cycle through those every two, I three years. I cannot believe you have MREs. Dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How many? Yeah. Uh, a lot. Oh my god. <laughs> you eat them though? Yeah, we cycle through What's them. What's your favorite? Um, dude, I like the. Um, there's a, a tuna casserole. I really like that Ugh. one. But I guess tuna. Is canned all the time. Yeah, anyway, it's so. it's 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 not too bad. Yeah, the MREs are pretty good. Uh, I was just listening to Joe Rogan with Andy Stump. I didn't uh, listen to that one yet. It just, I think it just it maybe yesterday released, but they were just talking about MREs. Okay. And Andy Stump was just talking about how disgusting they. Are. I like them. <laughs> They're fun, dude. The kids love yeah, them. Yeah, but he also had to eat them for ninety days straight when he was on Iraq. So that's oh, probably yeah. why he. Yeah, I'm sure them. he's that. A lot of my friends were like that. That had to eat them all the time. Yeah. Um, so hey, I think one of the things I wanted to, to say, at least jujitsu related, 
um, that, you know, during this time that nobody can really train unless you have a partner or a private gym at home or have access to your gym, maybe and your professor lets you go with one or two people to work out, um, is, you know, kind of how do you approach that during this period of time? And, um, I don't know where I heard it. It's actually heard it a a while ago that most sports practice on sports specific training and not on the two other aspects where they could really improve. And that is, you know, um, physical conditioning, endurance, and rehab. Yeah, like mobility. And yeah, stuff like uh, body composition. Yeah. I mean, you can't do all of that, but you can pick two to three of those aspects, whether it's flexibility, whether it's strength, whether it's putting on more mass, whether it's losing weight, whether it's working on your conditioning. You know, you think about when people play, like when you played football, right? Well, you were really young when you played football. Yeah. I keep forgetting. I always yeah. think that you're, but most people spend the time doing sport specific drills, right? You're running your plays, you're working on your blocking. Mm-hmm. How much time did you guys actually spend in the gym? You don't spend that much time, even less time, maybe even watching film. Oh yeah. And so that, those are the three prongs that people can really be working on during this period of time. You know, um, there's, there are a lot of solo specific things that we can do. There's, it's really hard to train without a partner. So that thing that we do the majority of the time, the sport specific drilling and and rolling and that we may not be able to do a whole lot of that but there is a lot that we can do in the form of body composition strength and conditioning flexibility and rehab that and that's one of the things i I, i'm working on and on the flip side of it this is the time to to watch videos and get things down and or enjoy watching matches and analyzing them and really become a student of the sport because sometimes we get wrapped up with that second aspect, that that sports-specific training, and we forget about the the two other aspects. Yeah. So at least this is a time where people can kind of find that. I'm gonna have real secret time. I fucking hate watching jujitsu videos. <laughs> okay, so I can enjoy a good match. Yeah. Or a quick, you know, Instagram sequence from a mat from a match and stuff. But I don't know if it's just like because I have some sort of ADD. But man, I just can't sit there and watch it, dude. Anybody, or are there certain people you just can't watch? Because I know some people that mean, cannot watch, like Danaher. Okay, so referring to instructionals, yeah, I've never watched one. What? No. I mean, no, not really. No. <laughs> I may watch a little, like a sequence from Keenan or something, but I've yeah, never yeah. like, watched a full instructional or anything wow i can't do it dude. yeah my add i go fucking nuts just sit even with keenan i'll start playing with my wiener dude <laughs> i told someone i said bro if i get quarantined for 14 days i guarantee you i will find a way to empty my penis even if it's biologically <laughs> impossible i wonder oh, my about, wife's gonna be so, so, so dude i wonder how does that work like if you're on a fucking ship what do you mean? How how do people on on a ship? You got no access to porn. You have oh god! I hope nobody from work from this listening. Um, <laughs> you have you don't have women on the ship. Like what your, do you do? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'd probably start sticking things in my ass. To be honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> you get back to the states. You come to see me. Yeah. I've had this up here for a couple months. Yeah. So know, so dude. you you're um, definitely not doing the the although you say you'll watch matches. Yeah, uh, somewhat, yeah. Because sometimes high-level jiu-jitsu is a bit boring. It is. Especially when they're just playing for points. Honestly, watching probably purple belts is probably the most entertaining. uh, That Tynan kid who just ran through everybody. That dude's I like watching him because he's just... Dude, you can see in his face he's got an aggression that dudes cannot handle. And obviously his technique's amazing, but... When is he... So, so, man, so I, I went to go see him 
uh, this last this last tournament. You we were I took Jackson. To, yeah, was it awesome? to the yeah because uh, Professor Reggie refed it. Yeah, yeah. That guy's on a whole He's other a level. Animal. Because Mexican supplements, he doesn't look that I know, big he's to me. Young. Oh, but he's he's in insane shape. I don't think oh, he has to be. Anything, he but. never got. I never saw him breathing hard once. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and they had some because I, mean, I, I saw him at the first one, and it was just. I mean, he made the black belts look like. Well, you know who had a really good match with him was uh, um, Lewis um, Paul Harris's Paul. Paul son. That kid competes. I say Katie's might be older than me. He competes all the time. No, dude. I don't think he's older than you. No? He's like 20. He's in his 20s, yeah. Oh, okay. You're an old man now. Uh, yeah, that kid's good. He's really good. Yeah, I've seen him compete um, in Nashville a few times. Yeah, I would have loved to see Clay in that tournament. Yeah. Clay, um, is it Mayfield? May- well, he Mayfield? beat Clay Mayfield in the last tournament when he was a purple belt. Oh, wait. Clay was in the first? Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I, I had no idea. I was yeah. wondering why he didn't go to this. Like, why didn't they invite him? Well, I, they invited somebody else from his team. You know, I, I mean, I get why they didn't want me. They wanted, you know, I get what they were doing. But I asked right at pretty close to the beginning. I was like, "Yo, I'll do it," but they were like, "No." How what? funny would it be for some fat white kid to just come? No, because you're, you're. I mean, they, the Profectus has that one brown belt. What's his name? Um, the, he's the head instructor at. He's really good. F- but I don't see that your game is any different than his. Yeah. I mean, you guys match up pretty damn good. I've never, I've never trained with him. I think my brother has though. Yeah, he seems like a super cool guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but any, I mean, I thought that was that was super enjoyable. Yeah, that guy's that guy's really entertaining. It's going to oh, be yeah. interesting. He does what he does at black belt, but it's going to be interesting because everything's canceled right now. Yeah. So we had pans that was canceled. Yeah. We have uh, worlds the worlds that are canceled. Well, rescheduled for now, I guess. What are they going to do? Like they're going to do pans worlds like back to back week after. I mean, how are they going to? I don't know. And people can't afford well, to do that. Well, like, I don't think they're going to do pans. Okay, so they're not rescheduling that for the I best. I don't think so. They clearly said they're rescheduling. They're going to make attempts to reschedule the world. Pans? The world. Okay. Well, no, I didn't read that about pans. Yeah, I, I bet pans is not going to happen. I saw worlds is already. They've already got dates in September, the end of September, to do okay. worlds. Yeah. We should be um, good by then. I mean, you figure that if we're hoping that this is going to... Are we not going to still see cases of coronavirus? Oh, sure. You will. <laughs> so, Just like you see flu sometimes in the summer, but it's so rare. Because of the conditions outdoors? Right. So that's the thought. Yeah. There's, okay. c- there's certain viruses that do good in the cold and certain ones that do re- good in the warm. My wife will argue this and it has to, she says it has to do with proximity of people and not outside conditions. Um, I don't know how much truth there is to that. I'm just telling you what because I've been taught. Winter, people, people are, are cuddled together. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know if that has to do with the disease or the transmit, uh, transmittability, but we, we certainly know that during the winter, there's certain colds that are worse in the summer. They're less frequently seen. We don't typically don't test for flu in the summer because the prevalence is so low. It's not worth the test. Right. Um, and we'll see the same thing with Corona. The, the, the question is when's the peak, when's the, the drop off, and then how long is that going to be and how many people are going to be affected by it? And there's a lot of questions that we can't, we don't have any answers to. Are we going to gonna see this virus all the way through till next winter? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, so we'll, it's just going to be around. Yeah. It's going to be around. They'll probably have a vaccine. I wouldn't be surprised if, it, if they develop a vaccination. And of course all the conspiracy theorists then will say it was a man-made virus to make the man-made vaccination yeah, to well, mind control I, everybody. I, yeah, I don't um, but yeah, I mean, cause you know, it's going to mutate 
And, you know, we have to have vaccinations for those small mutations. It's called, uh, it's called antigenic shift or drift, excuse me. Shift is a major change. Drift is a small change. And that's when you get your flu vaccine. It has the last year's uh, version has usually a couple years back and it has a couple of variations where they think that the, the, the virus might so wild. shift I got or my drift flu to shot this year. Did you I'm, get the flu? No, the flu shot this year did a really good job. Yeah. Really good job. Last year. No shit. Really? This year it seemed like it did pretty well. Yeah, I had very few year. people. Actually, I only had one person. I think they were probably lying to me because <laughs> you know people they feel like you're acute like did you get your flu shot? Yeah, I swear. Yeah. And, and it was just kind of a weird interaction that we had, but <laughs> Um, I don't ask for that. I ask for my own efficacy. You know, yeah. it's like, hey, did you, how well is it working? Yeah. You know, from my little study, my group yeah. of people that I talk to. So, um, yeah, so it'll be interesting what happens on a competitive circuit because that guy, Tynan, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be interesting what happens to him as a black belt. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a while before he just got his brown belt. Yeah, but he doesn't. Black, brown belt's only like a year and a half. A year and a half, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah, so. He'll do. Yeah, but you know how that shit goes. He's probably going to do two worlds at brown belt. Maybe, but he probably he's probably chomping at the bit to be a black belt. Yeah, why not when he's you're young? young? Yeah, I mean he's he's a monster. They got some young monsters in that gym. Oh yeah, the number one kid in the world is um, at Jackson's weight and age is from that gym. At we see AOJ? From, yeah, um, his last name is um, Abate. I haven't talked to because you know they split from Atos and all that. Yeah, what was behind? I don't you? know. I have no idea. I don't think the Mendez brothers are going to speak ill of. No, they'll keep autos. everything. Yeah, they'll probably just say it's business, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, what was I going to ask? Uh, so, if someone gets the coronavirus, yeah. Sheds it. Mm-hmm. What, how did, what did they count recovered? You test negative for it? Um, I think just symptomatically. Um, um, how, how so if you're positive you should quarantine for 14 days yeah unfortunately um, uh, and that okay do you have to no you don't have to but what are you going to be doing yeah, well, yeah. you're going to be infecting more people yeah. with the potential against it it's the same thing you would do if you had the flu <laughs> yeah. if you had the flu would you be out and about going to restaurants no. and shaking hands with people no. you really wouldn't so it's just another thing on top of that that we're just saying hey listen we just got to be extra cautious about this because it is a novel virus and it's going to affect some people in a much more dramatic way than we could ever expect. Most people will do okay, but there's a few people that are going to get get really ill from it. Um if you get it, recover from it, can you get it again? You shouldn't be able to get that same virus again but if it mutates you can but it shouldn't be as severe the next time you get it does that make sense because you already have some antibodies you have some recollection of the created created antibodies that will somewhat recognize it maybe not completely but it'll have some defense to it does that make sense yeah yeah. it's why you can get a cold every year because the cold kind of mutates a little bit but it's so wild how that stuff works. Well, it's even more wild to me. Isn't just a mutation of the virus. It's it's an organism that potentially could kill its only. It's like the story of the the oh, scorpion okay. and yeah. the frog. You know that story? Yeah, I think I do. But it's where the, the the scorpion says, "Hey, take me across the river," and the frog goes, "Fuck no, you'll kill me." <laughs> and the scorpion goes, "Why would I do that? If I kill you, I'm gonna die too." Frog thinks about it. He goes, "Oh, pretty good idea." So I'll give you a ride. Halfway across, guess what the scorpion does? <laughs> fucking stings him. And he goes, why the fuck did you do that? Now we both die. Scorpion just shrugs his shoulders and goes, oh, I'm a scorpion. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, it, it's kind of like the idea, you know, they, 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 
they they're essentially kind of killing the host. Yeah. You know, um, imagine Ebola. How the hell does Ebola last? It kills everybody it touches. So not everyone, but you know, it has a high mortality rate. Um, I always love giving that story to my kids about how, when you try to rationalize why people act, you can never rationalize it because people are like scorpions. And, but it is interesting. You have this living thing that changes and mutates and it's trying to make its host sicker. It's not really what it's trying to do, but it's the result. Yeah. But they're still around. What is it trying to do? What is the purpose of? It's trying to live. It can't live on its own. Okay. So it lives with you and your body goes, whoa, don't like that. And you get this cascade of inflammatory factors and things that happen to battle that virus. And the virus is saying, dude, I just want to hang out. Yeah. I can't live out there. So is the illness just a result of how your body is reacting to the virus? It's not actually what the virus is. Right, 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 right. Most of the time, most of the time it's a reaction to your body fighting that virus, that virus taking hold and having a cascade of events that occur in in your body um, that uh, aren't good. Now, it's not 100% how your body's reacting. It is somewhat the virus also, but it's usually a combination of those two things. When you have a fever, that's not the virus causing the fever. It's your body combating that virus that's causing the fever, right? Does that make sense? Yes, but why? Why does the fever go up? The fever goes up because <laughs> you're having more and you're increasing your metabolism and you're having a recruitment of fighting cells, lymphocytes, neutrophils, depending on what kind of infection it is that are driving towards this. They're actually working hard and your body's ramped up. This is all controlled in a certain portion of your brain. Okay. Um, there's also a cascade of events when that takes place called leukotriene release and there's inflammatory factors and it's all ups your metabolism, which causes the central part of your brain to go to increase its core temperature. Okay. You know, when people say warming up, you know, like, oh, well do you're going to do the warm up? You get your external body temperature up. Yeah, it does. But what, what's your core temperature the whole time? 96.8. You could be sweating like a beast. What's your core temperature? 96.8. But when you have a cold and your body do, your body tries to fight something, the metabolism goes up and the hypothalamus says, hey, you know, I'm kind of out of control right now. I'm going kind of crazy. Then your temperature starts to get up. You know the crazy part is in this disease? People's temperature not only goes up, but it goes down. The other crazy part about this disease, your white cells actually go down. It's a very strange disease in that regards. Um, your lymphocyte count actually decreases in a lot of cases that we're seeing so it's kind of breaking some of the rules but the bottom line is your temperature goes up because your body's doing more work and that's the easiest way to think of that so you could potentially not have a fever at all absolutely crazy right but it still have symptoms yep yeah there's gonna be something that's gonna tell you so two weeks ago Mm -hmm. my wife and i both had sore throats yep cough yep coughing up phlegm sure no fever Right. What do you think the chances are that we had it? Pretty low because the prevalence was low okay. at that time. Okay. Ask me that question two weeks from now, and I'm going to tell <laughs> I you it's hope COVID. I don't. Well, now, could it have been COVID? Possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I highly doubt it. Yeah. The prevalence wasn't high enough. Yeah. We do probability. Life is all about probability. You know, what is the most common way for my son to die? I have a 15 year old. He's going to turn 16 years old. If you had to say he's going to die one way, car, how, accident. car accident, right? Yeah. But what's the probability of that happening? Am I going to be afraid for him to drive to school? No, the probability of it's low. Yeah. Although it is the most likely way of him dying, the okay. probability is still low that it's going to occur. Yeah. Sucks when it does. Yeah. 
And people deal with that all the time. That's my world. Yeah. You know, that's my world of tragic, unprobable things that have the most likely cause yeah. you know you know how likely is it i'm gonna die of a heart attack pretty fucking lightly how likely is it tomorrow what's the probability of it being tomorrow incredibly low yeah. you know why because i've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of days in the future for it to happen i hope <laughs> there's a big difference between likelihood and probability or just just think of probability and possibility there's a yeah. huge difference between those two um and if the prevalence isn't high enough the probability of it is is pretty fucking low but again, by next week, maybe two weeks, definitely three weeks, pretty high. Yeah. At least we think. Yeah. At least we think. Wild times. Man. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, hey, man, we're going on just over an hour. Yeah, I, I think you answered all my questions for now. Yeah. Oh, I was, People stopped last... listening probably like 45 no, minutes ago. No, I don't think so. Because <laughs> uh, they want to see what dumb shit I say next. No, it's but, awesome, uh, man. How many people have been texting you outside of the medical field about this? Everybody. Hey man, you know what? I I I don't get irritated with it. No. I I I love the fact that people ask questions. I love the fact that I have relationships with people. That um, I have a buddy of mine, real close friend out in Colorado. Um, he's a, a psychologist, um, and uh, we don't talk all the time, but. I feel great. He texts me about it. It's like we have that type of relationship. It's not about the questions. It's not like people coming to me for answers because fuck, dude, I don't have all the answers. I don't have them. I'm just pontificating like every other asshole out there, right? With a little bit more working knowledge. But it's cool to have relationships with people that they can reach out to you. Yeah. If anything, that's been just absolutely amazing. And I love it when people text me. Fuck, I can't answer every question. Yeah. But and and I, and I hate the fact that we live in a world when somebody says, Hey, I have a sore throat. What should I do? You know, like I'm liable for what, but I love the fact that I have friends that they can come to me and ask me that. And so that, that's the part of this that I don't get irritated, but you want to know how many people I can't fucking count. <laughs> I would imagine. I mean, dude. did I turn off the sound? That's why I, like, I can't I, believe my phone's not still dinging. Yeah. I didn't even want to text you today. But, oh, you always can. But man. I was just, I know you've but you know, I'm like, well, he's probably busy and I'm sure everyone else is texting him, but. Man, like, so I'm glad we did this because, man, I can't, tr the, you're the only pers person that I can trust when it comes to this stuff. I can't trust the news. I can't trust social media. Right. I would say the only other person in the um, public eye is, I feel like Dr. Drew, it, do you, how do you, do you like? Yeah, I like how he said, I like how he was like, everybody calm the fuck down. Yeah, yeah. Like this is, so you know, I didn't read everything. I didn't, bit, I didn't read everything that he, he said. Yeah. But I mean, we did our podcast a while ago and I said, listen, there's a lot of people are going to be sick. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of people are going to die. I mean, it's going to be a lot higher than flu as far as a percentile wise, but I don't know if it'll be an overall greater number, uh, but there's other things that I'm worried about. You know, um, I'm worried about people doing stupid things out of fear. I'm yeah. worried about the first riot that'll happen. I'm worried about looting. I'm worried about those things that could potentially occur that aren't even related with the fucking disease. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm worried about people coming to the hospital and getting sick that don't need to be. There's so many other worries than the actual disease itself. Yeah. And, and this isn't the disease that's going to wipe us out. It's not even close. But one day we will. Maybe this is a good prep for it. I don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, no, no. I, I appreciate the fact that you, 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 I just, you know, I'm like anybody else. I could be totally wrong and totally off base with everything I'm saying, but it's coming from the heart and it's coming, yeah. I hope from a, from a very logical, non-fearful point of view. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think you always got to be humble with what you say and really realize, you know, 
we don't know shit. You know, 80% of the shit we predict, if not 90 is wrong. If not, everybody would be a fucking millionaire. You know, so these people that think they know the answers, they have the answers. Oh, we're definitely going to be this. The numbers are going to be like this. Waitress at Applebee's. Well, (laughs) well, but they know food better than I do. You know what I mean? So, so I mean, we all have our expertise, but it doesn't mean that we're going to be right. The thing is, we look at what's most probable, and we might be wrong in the end. But if we're trying to protect people and we don't inadvertently hurt ourselves, like our economy, that's the tricky part about this one, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Man, I don't know. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that people are pretty much sick up to their eyeballs with the COVID stuff. But it's an ever-evolving issue that, I don't know, it affects us tremendously in our sport. And I think that if we can have a little bit of a calming voice, it's going to help out a lot. I agree. So, anyways, man, hey, thanks, brother. Thank you. I appreciate you taking the time. Um, and... Uh, until then, guys, you know, um, I'd love to say keep training. Uh, but, uh, yeah, why not? A little bit different than what you're used to. Just keep training. Yeah.